So let's move on to a Whoa. Hey, my name is Rob and I'm a uh, loser. <laughs> What's the matter? You don't like my face? Or do you not like the noises? Both. Oh. That's sad. Is that it? Is that it? Was that it? Is that it? Was it? Was what? Oh man, you're driving me nuts right now. <laughs> if you could keep the Electro Dragon as a pet, what would you name it? I'd name it Zippity. <laughs> Zippity Zap. Ooh, Zippity Zap. Don't talk back. Royale, the Clash Royale podcast for casual players. I'm Rob. And I'm Joe. And this week, we discuss the Electro Dragon, balance changes, spotlight a really sweet deck, and more. Boom. Boom! And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, clnsmedia.com, or wherever you get your podcasts, we hope you enjoy the show. Episode 73, baby, let's go. Climbing up the ranks of our episode count. That was a nice little uh, jingle. I made it specifically for you with love from Rob. At this moment in time. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Nice. How you doing, man? Doing all right, dude. How about you? I'm excited. I can't wait for Turkey Day. Ooh, Turkey Day. I wonder why they call it Turkey Day. Why do you think they call it Turkey Day? Let's, let's figure this out right now. You ready? Hmm. Just trying to think of something super clever, but <laughs> I've got nothing. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the fact that the main course for dinner on everyone's table is a giant turkey. Yeah, but they could call it football day. Mm, mm-hmm. Or pilgrimage day. Right. Or fall foliage day. <laughs> that could have been a good name for the episode. <laughs> Fall foliage day. Fall foliage. Sounds terrible. I think I've said worse. So what's up, man? How was your week in the arena? Week's been pretty good, man. I am still using Pompeo's balloon cycle deck. Uh, I am currently sitting uh, Excuse at- me. You mean Pompeo's papaya. Pompeo's papaya. For those of you who don't <laughs> know what Pompeo's papaya is, be sure to check out episode 72 because we did a full-blown deck spotlight on Pompeo's papaya. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm sitting at 4,600 trophies. Um, we had the season reset, uh, I guess, about a week ago at this point, and was sitting at around 4,900 or 5,000 trophies. Um, I was hovering around 4,900 or 5,000 trophies for about two weeks towards the end of the season, which was actually super frustrating. Um, I did wind up playing ladder a bunch, and I don't know what it was, man. I, I was just not able to climb. And I wasn't able to fall. You know what I mean? I didn't have any like death spirals, but I didn't have any huge wind streaks. So I felt like I was just in limbo. Yeah. A royale limbo. A, ro- a limbo royale. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. So yeah, I'm sitting at 4,600 trophies right now, hoping to keep up the good climb. But on a brighter note, our clan is still in the legendary arena in Clan Wars. We are still above 3,000 plus trophies. And we're killing it, dude. Nice. How was your week in the arena? 
my week was pretty good. I actually uh, had an incredible trophy death spiral happen to me. Whoa. Yeah, you can thank Pompeo's papaya for that. Well, <laughs> I assume that you have very low levels. Um, not super low, but low enough where it could be a concern, I guess. Um, but I also took a page from your playbook where you told me and everyone else that it worked really well on the ladder, even though the levels were a little low. Uh, but I guess it really comes down to me just not knowing what I'm doing with this deck with every type of scenario that gets thrown at you in the arena, right? That's why you gotta listen to Pompeo's Papaya. Yeah, I gotta go back and listen to our own deck spotlight. That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm actually uh, bouncing back and forth with that deck and also Mortar Mauler, obviously, uh, because... <laughs> I wanted to make sure that I ended the season uh, with a proper trophy count, so I ended with 4,700 trophies, so that was pretty cool. Very proper. Yeah, like on the nose. Um, I'm currently sitting around 4,400, so that tells you how much I've been playing recently, uh, because I I had 43-something, right, when I finished the season. But I did score a graveyard from the season end draft chest. So that was pretty dope. Nice. Yeah, man. So like one more card and I can get that bad boy to level 11. Which will definitely help in Clan Wars. It'll certainly help. Um, And then something incredible happened to me. I got enough logs to go to level 12. So is that the last card in the Mortar Mauler that you have to upgrade? Yes. And then after this level, I only have one more level to go. Uh, I'm still waiting on the gold. I'm about 8,000 shy. So I'm going to get there. And you can, you can thank all of those logs, by the way. I needed three of them. I got all three from trades. Yeah, no, trades have been the next best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> yes, yes, they have. Yeah, but getting your log to level 12 is really good because a level 11 log will not kill a level 13 princess or a level 13 Dark Goblin. Now you don't have to worry about that. Right, and I actually have been seeing a lot more level 13 Dark Goblins recently. I've I've typically seen a lot of level 13 Princesses, but a level 13 Dark Goblin, they've been showing up quite frequently now, so... I wonder why. Hmm, maybe we'll talk about it? Foreshadowing. Dun-dun-dun! Boom. And aside from that, I actually got another legendary token for the first time in quite a while. It's almost as if someone was listening. Almost. Almost. Um, And dude, the wizard emotes showed up in my shop for three bucks, so I bought those bad boys. I've been dabbing, dabbing, dabbing all day, baby. Got a dab on them haters, man. Dude, I love these emotes, man. I don't know what it is. Maybe I just didn't see the emotes this time around. Normally they put like packs for everybody, just like different ones, right? We don't all get the same offer. Um, I didn't, I don't, I mean, maybe I just didn't play for two days or whatever, but I don't remember seeing emotes in the shop, but... I'm sure I just miss them. I tend to miss these often. (laughs) I was going to say, maybe they skipped you. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then last but not least, the clan. Cast Royale 1 made it to the Legendary League. Boom, dude. You guys should be super, super excited about that. I'm really proud of the clan. They've definitely been working their butts off to climb up the ranks. Uh, And we did fall out of it for a little while, but then we wound up right back in there. So uh, it's nice to know that not only can we hit it, but we can hit it again. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened with Castor Royale 2. The first time we hit it, we hit it, and then we got kicked out. Then we hit it, and then we got kicked out. It was like a Mm -hmm. pendulum going back and forth, up and down. But eventually, you know, everyone progresses a little bit more, and you wind up being able to stay for a little bit longer at a time. I know. Um, And, man, it is 
so insane worrying about level 12 cards. Yeah. Insane is the right word. It's it's pretty it's pretty rough, dude, because you wind up facing anybody in the legendary league that has potentially maxed out decks or maxed out accounts, right? With all maxed out cards. Um and just to be able to face them with a level 11 card is pretty rough, right? Going, you know, f- a full level 12 deck versus a full level 11 deck, it's it's very difficult to climb that hill. Yeah, and I, I don't know what it is. I feel like we have less level 12 cards in the Legendary League than we had level 11 cards in the league below that. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, totally, and that that's by design, right? So the more players that participate at higher levels, the more cards you'll get. But it's easier to get the full deck of cards with lower leagues, just because inherently you need less cards to get those levels. Yeah, it's a good point. So uh, we will see what continues to happen for the clan, but uh, I'm very excited. I'm very proud of them. As you should be, dude. That's huge. So let's move on to a couple of quick topics. We had the Electro Dragon Draft Challenge to unlock the card. I think we talked about this on the last episode, but it wasn't out at the time. Not out and not in detail. The thing that I loved about this challenge, dude, was the fact that after six wins and only six wins, you got to unlock the card. They only gave you one, but you unlocked it. It was like one of the one-time rewards. Then, if you got 12 wins, you unlocked a bunch more, right? But you only had to win six wins in order to unlock the card, which was fantastic. So, I got to six wins and then lost. Three straight. That's exactly what happened to me. Uh, So, I was able to unlock the card, got one of them, was able to play it in friendly battles. Uh, You know, couldn't take it into challenges or anything like that, but got to play with it and use it. And I can't take it on the ladder, but I still love playing with it. What do you think of the card? I think it's super fun. Yeah. Extremely frustrating to play against. Yes. And it's not overpowered, but it is extremely strong. Is it as tanky as you expected or not as tanky as you expected? I thought when it first came out that it should have been tankier. Right. But then I saw what it could do and how well it could shut down entire pushes all by itself. And I was like, dude, if this thing had more health, it would be like, it'd be invulnerable. Plus, any more health and that thing would survive a lightning. And if that thing survived a lightning, it would literally be impossible to play against. Yeah. So, dude, when I use this card, it still kind of blows my mind because I'm not really used to the mechanic yet, right? Because I don't really use it as often as I probably should, especially since, like you said, we can't take it into ladder, right? So we could really only use it in 2v2s, challenges, and stuff like that. Um, But it always surprises me when the chain reaction of the electricity starts to do its damage to the stuff behind the tank that it's attacking. Yeah, I mean, this thing is like the definition of an insane control card. It deals damage to its front target, stuns it, Mm -hmm. chain reacts to the next target, damages it, and stuns it. Then chain reacts to the next one, (laughs) damages it, and stuns it. Right? So, I mean, you're, you're, you're preventing the tank from getting to the tower or the building or whatever it's going to. Right. And then the support troops, which are typically the things that are dealing damage, right? you know, clearing the path for the tank, mm-hmm. killing the tower while it's on its way, or killing your troops, your defensive things, become useless. Not useless, but you know what I mean, right? It's like, how difficult is it when a person places an e-wiz in, like, the perfect location where you can't get to it and it just stops, you know, like a prince and a giant push, right? 
It's the worst. It's the worst, right? Well, this is different. This thing can hit three things back to back to back mm-hmm. continuously. Um, and it doesn't die to a poison, and it's flying, and less things have the ability to kill it. So it is just so, so control-oriented. And to be honest with you, dude, it, it almost feels like if you don't have a lightning in your deck, i.e. a very easy way to deal with this card, which would be a lightning, um, it's, it's a very difficult card to kill. Yeah. Um, do you see it being balanced in the future? I do, but I don't know how. So, like, right now, you would think, right, that, well, the easiest way to kill this thing would be to just use, you know, like, a musketeer or a mega minion or something mm-hmm. like that. Well, maybe, but this thing will attack a musketeer and the mega minion. Like, it'll attack both of them and stun them. So, it might get two shots off on either of them before it dies, right? Right. Poison doesn't do anything to it. You can't kill it with bats because out of the five bats, all it takes is one shot and three of them are dead. Right. So two shots, they're all gone. Right. You can't kill it with Goblin Gang because the, th- the first three goblins only distract it for two total hits. And then it moves on to the, to the Spear Goblins and it's just not enough time for it to kill it. So it makes it very difficult. Be- like, and I guess my point is, if you can't spend very cheap costed troops... Mm-hmm to defend against it or kill it, then that means you have to spend like a three or four cost troop or spell to take it off the map. That's not what you want to do. Like you don't want to use like a, a four cost card to cycle and, and defend, right? Right. But do you also want to waste a six cost card and use a lightning? Well, when you do that, at least you get tower damage. You might be able to get another troop that's in, in there as well. Like you get a little bit more value with spells than you could with, you know, say a night witch that you're putting at the river as opposed to putting it in the back to develop a push, right? Like, when you put a card down when you don't want to, that means you didn't want to because it, it, it serves a better purpose doing something else. Right. And, you know, when you're spending four elixir to do that, as opposed to, like, two elixir or one elixir to distract it with skeletons, I mean, you just can't do that with this card. <laughs> do you think that uh, a fireball should have more impact on the card, or no? I do, but I don't. I mean, if, if, if a four-cost spell could you know, render this thing useless, it would just be so weak, right? Mm-hmm. It's a five-cost card. I mean, it needs to be able to survive without having to worry about that. Right, so right now, the only two spells that could take care of it are the lightning or the rocket. Uh, yep, that's right. Mm-hmm. But dude, did you see, like, the crazy ways that people were, like, creatively activating the King Tower with this card? No, do tell. So if the... Electro Dragon is on its way to your tower and it locks onto your tower and you put an ice golem in between your king tower and the princess tower that that Electro Dragon is attacking. Mm -hmm. The chain reaction will go from the princess tower to the ice golem to the king tower and activate it. What? People were also using cards like the ice golem and the ice spirit and they were putting both of them in the middle of the arena, like right in front of their king tower. They would aggro the Electro Dragon. It would hit the Ice Golem with with its first shock. Mm -hmm. They would then drop the Ice Spirit right behind it, and then the next chain reaction would go to the the king tower, like down the middle of the map. That's so smart. It's so smart. I would have never thought to do that. I'm just like, 
think of the unintended consequences, right? Like you think like, ah, you know, I've got my e- my Electro Dragon going across the map. It's just going to deal some damage. And then all of a sudden the guy, you know, activates his King Tower. You're like, no! <laughs> I know. I only expect that kind of stuff with a tornado and a hog rider. Right, exactly. Or like a uh, magic archer, like stuff like that. But Exactly. Not at all with this. But yeah, that could happen. And that's an unintended consequence. Like, of course it could happen by someone planning it. But I'm just saying that you could place something on the map without thinking about this mechanic because it's so new. Right. And it just happens, and you're like, no! (laughs) (laughs) Totally didn't expect that! That stupid chain reaction! Ah! You turn into, like, Arnold. Ah! Get out of here, you stupid chain reaction! You stupid dragon! (laughs) (laughs) But... Overall, sounds like you like the card, I like the card. The general consensus with the community is the card is awesome. It is awesome, and here's my prediction. This card will either be banned or be played in more than 50% of the matches during CRL finals. Oh, I don't doubt that. That's probably a good bet. It's, it's that strong. Mm-hmm. So, uh, other than that, um, not too much else happened we'll talk about the balance changes in a minute but we got a gold rush because obviously it was the season end but dude they gave us the boosts again but they were like a third of the price yeah they were before we get to that though i need to say because i i've I've never had this happen before Uh uh-oh i got all the gold from the gold rush really all of it normally i'm like a 200 to 600 gold kind of guy that's true because the mortar mauler was just you know that kind of deck for me right but with Pompeo's papaya, dude, got all 10,000 gold. I was rolling in the dough, baby. That's amazing, dude. Nice job. I think I got like 6,000. Yeah, you're slacking, dude. A little bit, yeah. But you're right. The, the special offers were cheaper. Normally, they're 300 gems per. Normally, they usually give you like one for free, right? Mm-hmm. But this time around, they didn't give you any for free. But each of them was only 100 gems. So if you previously would have bought one of them well now you can just buy all three of them for the same amount of gems that you would have bought one for previously i thought that was such a smart idea i know me too uh we we have spoken about how these boosts are slightly expensive um and it it kind of alienates a lot of people that maybe don't have a lot of gems so i wonder if more people have been finding themselves holding more gems at a time like i know i have i have close to 400 still and that's a pretty rare thing. I couldn't have said that a, a couple months ago. Well, just the fact that you have 400 means you've been getting more of them from chests and stuff too, which is which is really cool. But I agree. I mean, I, I think people are saving them for things like challenges or if a new card comes out or if they, you know, just having the flexibility to be able to use them when you need them as opposed to just using them to participate in a random challenge. Right, exactly. That's all we wanted to talk about, right, before we move on? I think so. Oh, wait. Actually, we had one more thing. So uh, our Thanksgiving episode, which was scheduled for 11.25. Newsflash, we are skipping it. Uh, We are picking the next episode up on 12.2. So we will be back in your feed December 2nd. So not quite as long of a break as last time. Last time was a little long. Last time was a little long, but... You know, we've got the family coming down for Thanksgiving. The Boom Bros are bringing the band back together. We're going to be hanging out for the week. And we just figure, you know, we, we try to take a break, enjoy some time with family and friends, and uh, not uh, worry about anything else. Yeah, it's a good plan. I like it. But don't fret. We will be back the next week. Boom. Boom. So, Joe, you know what time it is? Oh, I know exactly what time it is. It's time for Boom! Boom it or move it! Boom it or move it! 
So this boom it or move it is of course on the newly released 11.5 balance changes. So Joe, who would you like to go first? Oh, you can go first. Little brother never leads. Okay. So first up is the Royal Ghost who had his hit points decreased by 9%. Boom it or move it. All right, so I'm gonna boom this one. I thought the Royal Ghost had way too much power for the three costs that it was. Now that said, I think 9% is a lot, mm -hmm. right? Like 9% is not an insignificant amount. So if 9% doesn't turn out to be too much, right? Like if that turns out to be the right number, Mm -hmm. Think about how strong this card used to be. Normally, you see changes of like 3%, 2%, 5% on the high end, 6% sometimes. 9% is huge. So if this number turns out to be the right amount and the Royal Ghost is now balanced, think about what it used to be. Overpowered. So I will boom this one for the sheer fact that directionally, it's right. Totally agree. All right, next up, we've got the Royal Hogs, who had their damage decreased by 6%. Boom it or move it? I think I'm going to have to boom it, right? Well, I mean, you don't have to do anything. You're right. That's a fair point. This is a democracy. Right. <laughs> so recently, I have seen a large rise in the use of Royal Hogs, and I just feel like every time they come out on the map, they just induce panic because it's a lot to handle, and I feel like it's a lot of damage coming at your towers, and I feel like this tempers them just enough. Like you said, 6% is really on the higher end of all the buffs and nerfs that we usually see, so I feel like it's probably appropriate considering how much they're used. Yeah, and, and don't forget, right? These things were buffed at one point, right? Their, their first attack was made extremely fast, right? Mm -hmm. Then they were way too overpowered, so they reduced their overall hit speed to make them hit slower, right? They were still very strong. Right, I was gonna say that, that it clearly wasn't enough. Yeah, they were still a stampede, a wrecking ball that had to be dealt with. And to your point, dude, it wasn't just like people, you know, every once in a while use them in the meta. These things were prevalent in CRL. All the pros were using them in, in all the fireball bait style decks. I mean, these things are powerful. So now they just hit a little bit slower from the, the previous nerf, and now they hit softer with not as much damage. So I think this is what they need to get them to be balanced. Mm, good choice of words. Boom. All right, next up is to the Inferno Tower, who had its hit points increased by 3%. Boom it or move it? So I want to move this one because I hate the Inferno Tower, but I have to boom it. Tell me why, I'm curious here. Well, I hate the Inferno Tower because I use either a Mortar or a Balloon in my two main decks. Right. And Inferno Tower is very annoying. It is very annoying. Now that said, the Inferno Tower was way, 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 way less used than the Inferno Dragon. And what was the point of using the Inferno Tower if you could just use an Inferno Dragon? Flying Troop, four cost, not five, does the same damage to tanks, serves the same purpose index, allows you to cycle faster, and oh, by the way, have an offensive counter push that has to be dealt with or they lose their tower. Right. It's an actual troop, so it moves. Right. I mean, it, it, there's just so much to it. So 
really you can't increase the damage of the Inferno Tower. It, do, yeah, it doesn't really make any sense. So you have two options. You can either increase its health or you can increase its range. Increasing its range is probably a bit scary. So giving it a bit more health, making it a bit beefier of a, uh, of a building, hopefully allows it to be used in the meta a bit more. Do you think 3% is enough though? I saw a lot of people on Twitter complaining that this isn't really going to do anything. I, I do think that's enough. I think it's about 50 health that it got. Now, now think of it this way. How often do you see an Inferno Tower just barely fully build up its damage, but it doesn't, it just dies? Pretty often. Yeah, I mean, it takes about four full seconds for this thing to fully build up its damage, but people time their spells or their troops really well, and it might not always get to the full damage. 50 more health might just be another half second that it needs to get to the fourth second and do a thousand damage. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. I didn't even think about that. It's it's not like it needs another five seconds to 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 kill something. Once it builds up the damage, that thing is dead. Right. How fast does it kill a golem once it once the damage starts to build? It takes like 0.3 seconds. Yeah, it's it's over as soon as you realize that it's over. Yeah, it locks on, then like, okay, it still has 100% health, one second goes by, two seconds go by, it's maybe at like 95% health. Three seconds comes by, things at half health, by four it's dead. Out of nowhere you have golemites. Golemites, that's right. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't need a lot, right? So like 3% might just be everything it needs in order to kill what it needs to kill. Then it dies, fine. Right. <laughs> anyway, so that's that. But the next one is to the Skeleton Barrel, who had its death damage increased by, get this dude, 62%. Boom it or move it? Boom it. Yeah? Yeah. Did you know that this was a flying card? Oh my gosh. <laughs> In case you don't remember, it's a flying card. So why are you booming it? Well, first, first of all, 62% a lot. And I think that the point of that in general was to do more damage to everything that it touches. But dude, did you realize that an increase like this allows it to kill spear goblins? Ooh, I did not. Yeah. So originally, the old way, when the skeleton barrel busted open and all six skeletons landed on the spear goblins, it would do a little bit of damage, but all three spear goblins would stay alive. So theoretically, each one could still kill a skeleton and then the tower could also kill a skeleton. So really, you were only left with two skeletons. The new way, all three spear goblins die, which leaves you with all six skeletons, or technically five if you still count the one that the tower is gonna eventually kill regardless, right? So you wind up with a lot more damage being done to the tower, which is fantastic. Yeah, man, I, I, I totally agree. And this serves as another viable option to kill spear goblin, goblin gang type decks, right? Like, yep. you can use this to prevent damage on your side of the map or on your opponent's side of the map with goblins, which before you really couldn't. This thing would just be a waste for that. Yeah, so I'm like super excited to actually see how this uh, plays out in the meta moving forward. Couldn't agree more. All right, next up is to the Mega Knight, who had his hit speed increased from 1.8 seconds to 1.7 seconds. So it hits a little bit quicker. Boom it or move it? So I'm going to boom this one, man. I would boom it too. I think that this is a good one. I, I I think he might need a little bit more as well, but maybe because of the other balance changes, maybe maybe this is just right. 
Um, mm-hmm. I think that the meta has just become like a an AOE type bait style meta. Um, and with the Royal Hogs, and I know they got, I, I know they just got nerfed, but also decks like Rascal Bait and Magic Archer Bait and all of those bait type decks. Um, this card just allows you to have an impact on the map as soon as it comes out. It's almost like having a troop spell in your back pocket, right? And just being able to have a bigger presence on the map with something other than just spells allows you to have more control over the map, um, especially on defense when you know you're you're plopping something out to to knock something out. So I'm excited to. See. I was a huge fan when the Mega Knight was popular in the meta. I was a huge fan of the meta. When this thing comes out of the meta, that's when you get all of these like crazy Royal Hog style decks and and Goblin yeah. Gang bait decks and all these crazy things that are just annoying. And, and you don't want swarming the meta. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. And literally, you don't want swarming the meta. You need the Mega Knight to balance all that out. Right. I mean, in, in perfect world control style decks, P.E.K.K.A. is there, right? Right. But this guy is the exact opposite of the P.E.K.K.A. And they should both have their place in the meta. And, and, and P.E.K.K.A. takes care of golems and single troops. This guy has to be prevalent in the meta for swarms, and I think that I like the meta when they're both in it because there's so many different variants of things happening. They're the yin and yang of Clash Royale, baby. Hey, man, if you ever want to know if, if, if there's a balanced meta, just look at the Mega Knight and the P.E.K.K.A. Boom. Boom. All right, man, so next up is the Tombstone. Big nerfs here, dude. The spawn speed is now slower, so it now generates skeletons every 3.1 seconds instead of 2.9 seconds. Also, when this thing is destroyed, it spawns one less Larry. From four down to three. Boom it or move it. I'm gonna boom this one too. Yeah, I hate it, but I'm gonna boom it. (laughs) Why do you hate it? Because I use it. Oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. I was gonna say that I'm booming it because I felt like for three costs, this thing just had the potential to really provide a lot of value if your deck was built properly um and just knowing that the skeletons are coming out a little bit slower that stream is slowed down just a little bit and then when it dies because of you know it's going to die it has a time limit and a lot of people like to fireball this thing having three skeletons makes it a little bit less valuable and for three cost i mean i don't know if it should have four skeletons so this might have been a really good move i'm, I'm curious to see what's going to happen i think it's a good move totally agree All right, man, so next up is to the giant who had his hit points decreased by 2%. Boom it or move it? I'm totally indifferent. Ooh, that's a first. I don't think we... Can we do that? I mean... What would you call that? A schloob. A schloob. (laughs) I'm gonna schloob it. He schloobed it. I don't... I mean, yes, I thought that the giant was a little powerful, I don't care about a 2% decrease in hit points, and I think the only people that probably even notice this amount of decrease (laughs) is pros. Well, yeah. I don't get this change at all. Uh, 2%? Yeah, I really don't know what it accomplishes. I mean, this is even less than the Inferno Tower. Do you think this helps that? Like, I don't know. Do you think that the Inferno Tower does better now that it has 2% less health to be killing? I I don't know. Well, it's not even just the Inferno Tower. I I think it's a mix, right? Like, yeah. I don't know what the answer is. I'm not in their head. But if this wasn't here, I wouldn't have been like, oh, why didn't they reduce the giant's health? Right. 
but I'm sure they have their reasons for it. I just don't know what that is. I just think even with whatever reason it is, the only people that will notice the impact of this change are pros, the people that can calculate this stuff way faster than I ever will be able to. And you're an accountant, so that says a lot. Well, it's not saying much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway... So next up, we have the Magic Archer, who had its first attack just a little bit slower. Boom it or move it? Boom it? You seem hesitant. I mean, again, it's another thing where I don't really know why they did it this way. Why just the first attack? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't even think it's just the first attack, right? It's if you've if you've seen it on the map, it's actually the first attack, every single first attack on a new target. And dude, that impacts things like it killing bats much slower. Because every shot, it'll kill at least one of them. And once it locks onto a new target, it resets and attacks slower for the first shot. Interesting. This will happen with spear goblins or goblins or goblin gang or skeletons. I mean, anything where it's where it used to just kind of like spew from one thing to another. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like taking a breather in between now. You can like, if you pay attention to it, I promise you, you'll see it. Well, then in that case, it's a definite boom. Boom. Mm-hmm. Next up is the Cannon Cart, who had its hit speed slowed from 1.2 seconds to 1.3 seconds. Boom it or move it. So I think I'm going to move this one, dude. Mmm, okay. Tell me why. First one, I think. Well, I mean, you schlubed another one, so. Yeah, but that was just an indifferent one. This one, I just, I think I, I think I just, I don't think this was super overpowered. And I, I, I think that this is going to cause the cannon cart, to be honest, to never be played. Yeah, I think you're right. I think, you know, it had its, its uh, range was increased, right? Then it was decreased a little bit more. Which I thought was a good change. Yeah, and I thought that, was, that made it perfect. Right, because before it had its range increased and the and the knockback effect was removed, then they reduced its range a little bit, and I thought that that was perfect. You know, now it's like, geez, man, I I really think one of the only reasons why this card was so good was because of the Royal Ghost, and the Royal Ghost just had a nine percent hit point decrease. It's just like this card's gonna get taken totally out of the meta, in my personal opinion. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the ne I think the next balance changes. You're gonna see this card get buffed again. Now they usually don't go like back and forth, back to back. I I, I do think they'll leave it like this. Maybe in in a few months though. I, I agree. I think it'll come back. We'll see. I'll take that bet. All right, and last but certainly not least, the player's choice. Mm. The Dark Goblin had its damage increased by four percent over the archers getting their hit points increased by 4%. Boom it or move it. So to be completely honest, I'm going to move this. Ooh, back to back moobaloobloobs. <laughs> Tell me why. So as much as I love the Dark Goblin, and believe me, it's a phenomenal card. Not a single part of me thought that it needed a buff like this at all. I thought it was already really strong, already really fast it already did a lot of damage i just the archers never get any love ever when's the last time the archers were ever balanced if ever i mean i think really the only deck that the archers are good in well there's two it's either those like graveyard style decks you know mm -hmm. that cycle and kind of split lanes until 
double elixir time or right. the expo cycle deck but neither of those are really prevalent right now right and we also need it in the mortar mauler deck right but we are just little peasants no right and i'm not i'm not i'm not basing that opinion simply on that deck i'm saying that i thought that if there are two cards, one that involves more damage and one that just involves more hit points, and you leave it up to the community to decide, everyone is going to go for the one that is going to do more damage. Yeah, but also, the Dark Goblin, I mean, let's just be honest, the Dark Goblin is also just, it's a more attractive card. It's got a longer range, it attacks faster, yeah, it dies to log, but it, it, that means it could just be in a spell bait style deck. I mean when placed correctly, can just do so much more than the archers can. So you increase his damage, throw it up, let's go. You know what I mean? In my opinion, they just buffed a card that was used at least somewhere in the meta. It was used a little bit in 1v1s, mm -hmm. but dude, this card was used a ton, a ton in CRL 2v2 play. Guess what wasn't used in 2v2 play? The archers. Guess what's not used anywhere in the meta right now? The archers. So the players chose to buff a card that's somewhere in the meta, and now I think this card's going to be even more prevalent in 2v2 domination. going to be more prevalent in general, which is why, again, I understand why they think it's fun to do all this, like, player's choice things, and that these are usually balance changes that they were thinking about, but again, it's one of those things where just because it's available doesn't mean that it should be done. I agree. And again... It's not to say that this change is wrong, but what if the archers were better? Right. Honestly, what the choice should have been is two different cards. Like, if they gave you the damage to... Okay, like here's a, here's a better hypothetical. Are you ready? What if the choice was increase the damage of the Dark Goblin 4% or increase the damage of the archers 2%? What would you choose? Because there's two archers. So technically, it's about the same, right? You're choosing things where... The damage is being increased for both cards. If you had to choose between damage increase or health increase, how is that a fair choice? Wouldn't most people always choose the one that gives more damage? Well, especially when the health increase isn't changing many interactions, right? Like, right. still going to die to the same spells. So I guess at the same time, though, like the damage increase, still going to die to the same spells. But th the thing is, the Dark Goblin is one of those cards that if it doesn't die, it just does tremendous amount of damage. Yes. I don't know. I feel like we're going on and on and on about this card. I don't think this will break the card. I just don't think that this was the right change for the meta, and I think it was because the players chose it. Yep, so that's the second player's choice in a row that we did not agree with. That's right. Mm-hmm. So this was, a, in, in my opinion, a move in all capital letters. Ooh. Maybe even with two zeros. Wow. Yeah, serious. So what would you give your grade? I give it a B plus. Mmm, okay. The giant was just like, meh, cannon card I didn't like, and the dark goblin, I just, meh. I'm gonna say B minus. Ooh, you went low. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, the dark goblin drives me nuts. I, I, I don't really enjoy the cannon card, like you said. Giant, like you said, was blah. And in my opinion, the Inferno Tower doesn't really mean too much, but again, you kind of changed my mind a little bit, but I'm still kind of on the fence about that. Uh, you'll see. You'll see when you play it. You'll see. Okay, I'm I'm ready. Don't don't come challenging me with an Inferno Tower. Oh, I don't use that card. I stay far away from that card. Right. <laughs> All right, man. Let's move on to our meta check. Meta check. 
This week's meta check is brought to us by our boy, our friend, Sir Devin, Lord Christmas, and he has some numbers to share with us, Joe. Want to tell us all about it? Yeah, man. So our boy, Lloyd Christmas, Sir Devin, hit us with the numbers, and here's what he had to say. This week, we're talking about some risers and some fallers like we usually do. But first, Rob, Devin wanted to congratulate us. Ooh. You and I on running the gauntlet on Clashly Feud. He was certain that naming all 17 spells (laughs) in the game would stump both of us. But alas, he must tip his cap. I, I bow before him. I'm honored that he, uh, he, I, <laughs> he loves this. I, I am equally as honored. Yeah. <laughs> but without further ado, Devin starts us off with a well-deserved welcome to the arena to the Electro Dragon. This card is less than a week old, but has already been seen used at a 24% use rate at the tippy-tippy top of the ladder easily a top choice by the pros like we said before and it's no surprise that this card is going to be used a lot or banned a lot in the crl world finals right now including this card in the meta comes at the expense of some decreases to other cards which used to be at the tippy top of the ladder like the electro wizard that now sits at 10 percent and the zappies that now sits at a little lonely two percent womp womp dude but even more surprisingly though was this for the first time ever in meta check history the top used card was not a spell whoa really let that sink in oh it sunk and i'm so surprised out of 89 cards 17 of them are spells the rest are buildings or troops which means that spells have an inherently higher percentage of use rates. There are less of them, so they're used more often. But for the first time ever, the miner had a use rate of 48% and beat out the zap, which had a use rate of 42%. But what's even crazier is that the barbarian barrel tied the zap in that same use rate at 42% at the tippy top of the ladder. So the miner beat that card too. So the miner beat both the zap and the barbarian barrel, both impressive things. The miner being the number one thing card used in the meta and two, the barbarian barrel being tied for the number one spell used in the meta. Right. Oh, how things have changed since this card had first come out. (laughs) Yeah. Now, obviously, with the Barbarian Barrel being used so much, the log is the odd man out, sitting at only 14% of the tippy top of the ladder, almost a third of the Barbarian Barrel's use rate. So that's it, man. That's the tippy top of the ladder, the top 25 decks in the current meta, the risers, the fallers. We didn't talk about everything, but we will, as always, include all of the numbers in the show notes. So be sure to check them out and let us know if you have any questions. Boom. Boom. But that's not all Devin left for us. No, it's not. Devin has brought us yet another edition of Meta Check Trivia. Oh, I'm excited. You should be. But the catch, this time, he's going to turn up the heat. So get ready, bro. For these questions, we will work as a team directly against Devin. Hmm. If, if, and only if we can get half or more of these questions right, we win. If not, 
Lloyd Steals the Crown. Ooh, I like this. I think that could be the name of the segment. Lloyd Steals the Crown. Lloyd Steals the Crown. <laughs> I like this. So we'll see who, who steals the crown. I guess it's best of five. Whoever gets to three crowns first wins so we're gonna do this for Ooh. five different episodes I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm calling it i don't think i don't think devin realized what he signed up for when he <laughs> sent this in <laughs> oh man all right let's do it how does it work here we go uh so as always everything is tournament standards so the first one are you ready ready list these in order of area damage from least to greatest arrows log barbarian barrel wow what are you thinking? So the Barbarian Barrel out of the three of those is the only thing that can kill archers. So the Barbarian Barrel has to be the greatest. I, def- I definitely agree with that. Um, and I'm almost positive that the log does less damage than the arrows. I disagree. Hmm? Really? Yeah. I, Interesting. I, I think that the log has to do more damage than the arrows because it only attacks ground troops. Okay, all right. So it does more damage because it only attacks ground, arrows attack ground and air. All right, so what are we saying? We're saying arrows, log, barbarian barrel? I think so. What do you think? I I mean, I was going to say log, arrows, barbarian barrel. Want to go me with this one, and if I'm wrong, we'll go with you with the next one? (laughs) (laughs) Great, can't wait. Uh, Sure, that's fine. Team effort anyway. All right, so we're saying arrows log barbarian barrel. I think that's what we're going with. That's our final answer, right? All right. We lost. We lost. We lost, guys. Blame it on the Joe. Blame it on me. So next one you get you get to choose. So <laughs> log does 240 damage. Arrows do 243. Ooh, I said it, and I said it. But the barbarian barrel is the greatest, so I should have listened to you. I'll do that next time. Yeah. The Barbarian Barrel does 255 damage. Yeah, man. We done did it wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, let's see what happens now, because we need to get every question right now. No, we don't. We just have to get half of them right, Rob. So we just need two more out of the three. We still got a shot here. Yeah, we do. So the next question is, there's one troop that will die to a Barbarian Barrel, but not arrows or log. What is it? Well, I'm pretty sure you called that out when we were figuring out the first answer, so I'm going to go with the archers. All right. I mean, I'm not calling this one just because I was wrong last time, so let's see if you're right. But you do agree, right? I do, I do. You do. All right, let's see. And it's the archers. Ding, 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 ding. Nailed it. Although I can't really take credit for that because you kind of gave me the answer. Boom. Yeah. All right, so number three. Which is greater, the hunter's HP or total damage he can do with one shot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Here's the question. Hmm. Can the hunter one shot another hunter? Man, I don't see that too often happen in the arena anyway, so that's tough. Right. But I don't think he can. I honestly don't think he can either. Does he die to a lightning? I think so. I'm going to say he has more HP then he can deal damage in one shot. I would agree with that. Ready to check? Oh my gosh, I don't know. HP is 696, and its total damage is 690, so he does survive! (laughs) With a sliver of health remaining. Wow, we nailed it, that was good. (laughs) Boom. Yeah. So we've already won, dude. Did we? We've stolen the crown. We did. 
We got two right. Yeah, this next one is just, you know, victory lap. Bonus round. This is it. I'm excited. All right. True or false? All three dragons have the same range. Immediate reaction, gut feeling. False. False. I feel like this is going to be a good victory lap. How sad will you be if we're wrong? I don't think we're wrong. I think that the Inferno Dragon, I think it's the least. And then I feel like, for some reason, I feel like the the Electro Dragon and the Baby Dragon have the same. I agree with you. All right, let's see. Okay. True! Whoa! That hurts my soul. That hurts a lot. That, like, that just, oh, that just hurt a lot. <laughs> I... I kind of want to just go upstairs and go to bed now. I know, right? Man. 3.5 tiles for all of them? Well, here's what I know. We stumbled on our victory lap. We did. We did. We tripped. But we still won. We fli- We tripped over our flag. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. Right. We were we carrying were entangled. The, we were carrying the trophy around, dropped it, and fell. Yeah, it was uh, like right on the face. That was terrible. Uh, but we still won, so we took a crown home. We took a crown. So now we need two more total crowns before Devin gets three, and then we win. Yeah, because we were able to get half or more. Right. Certainly not more, but we got half. That's all we need, dude. You got just the bare minimum. <laughs> That's how we like to do it here. The bare minimum on Cast Royale. Boom. Boom. That was fun, man. It was fun. But that's not the only thing that's fun. We got some chests. Yeah, we do. All right, so I have a crown and a singular big dog. I have a crown and two big dogs. Dang it. Get out of here. No, I mean, I only have two big dogs. Now you're a liar. <laughs> Joe the little brother the liar. All right, that means I go first. I get it. I'll start with my crown chest. The little brother must go first, although we will not say that he is leading. Right, no, we don't lead. Little brother never leads. So, crown? Crown, here we go. 1,023 gold. Ooh. Two gems. Two bomb towers. Two zabbies. Nice. Seven wizards. Excellent. And 59 barbarians. What a waste of a card. Totally. All those yellow-haired men. My turn. You ready? You're up. All right. Crown chest. 980 gold. That's not a lot. No. Not as much as you. Two gems. Okay. 56 rascals. Ooh. Mm Mm-hmm. Ooh, one Barbarian Barrel. I hear that's a pretty popular card. It's getting pretty relevant now. Twelve Mega Minions. That's a pretty good card. (gasps) No. Yes. Spinning, 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 spinning. A princess! Dude. Out of a crown? I can't even remember the last time I got a, uh, a legendary card out of a crown chest. I now have six out of four, so I can go past my upgrade. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right, well, next up, I've got a giant chest. Nice. 2,772 gold. Woof. Five tombstones, Pompeo's papaya. Yeah, but recently nerfed, so blah. One Executioner. Okay. Whoa. 245 Skeleton Barrels. Really? 
Yeah, dude. That's 62% damage increase. And 57 mini P.E.K.K.A.s. Nice. Not too shabby, but not great. I think that was pretty good. Eh. It was good for a giant chest. Sure. Yeah. All right, my turn. I see your giant chest, and I raise you a magical chest. Let's do it. Here we go. 1,408 gold. Two barbarian huts. Mm. Blah. Four fireballs. Not bad. No. 61 cannons. Mm. Kind of meh. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh-oh. One witch. Uh-oh. Yeah, uh-oh. 12 musketeers. Okay. Two pekkas. No legendary. Six goblin giants. Nice. Yeah, I don't get a lot of those. Yeah, goblin was, giants uh, are good. I know. Uh, I'm happy that it's a fairly new card and I just got it again. So that's pretty good. All right, well, I see your magical chest. And I don't raise you a giant <laughs> chest. So I have another giant chest. Okay. Another 2,772 gold. Ooh. One expo. Nice. 86 fire spirits. Okay. The little kamikazes. Yeah. 159 cannons. Kind of boring. What's with the cannons? I don't know, man. And 62 zappies. This was a lackluster. These big dogs were like, they were worse than lava pups. They're in the doghouse. Yes. You're in the doghouse. I'm going to burn them. What? What? <laughs> we're burning cards over here. Light them up. All right, dude. Well, that was fun. But now, let's move on to our... Deck Spotlight. Deck Spotlight. And this deck is called the Electro Slide. And it's a 3.3 average elixir cost deck that contains the Electro Dragon, Ice Wizard, Royal Ghost, Bandit, the Miner, the Barbarian Barrel, Poison, and Tornado. So Joe, tell me how to get my Electro Slide on. Yeah, man, so this deck is super good. And unfortunately, since we did have so much other stuff to talk about, we're going to do a condensed deck spotlight. But we will include, as always, a nice write-up in the show notes. So be sure to check those out if you want more detail on how to play this deck. Mm-hmm. This deck was recently seen at the tippy-tippy-top number one slot in the ladder. The Electro Dragon Ice Wizard Tornado Combination is one of the best defensive combinations in the game. It's also one of the hardest to break through with troops and or spells. Mm-hmm. The Electro Dragon has 3.5 tile range. And the Ice Wizard has a 5.5 tile range. So if you spread these bad boys out, I mean, it's hard to get them with a spell. Both of them with a spell. Makes it even harder to get all three of those two troops plus the building right. with a spell as well, right? So proper placement plus a tornado just makes this combination devastating, right? You've got the tornado doing AoE damage plus control pulling things back. You've got the Ice Wizard doing splash damage, control, slowing things down while they're being pulled back. And then, oh, by the way, you've got the Electro Dragon that's stunning three troops at a time and probably killing some of the smaller, squishy troops in the meantime. So, I mean, how do you possibly get through it? It's possible, but it's just, it's improbable. <laughs> you got to weather the storm. You do have to weather the storm. Now, all of that said, 
the Royal Ghost, the Bandit, and the Miner are your damage dealing troops. In this deck, you're not going to be able to like throw the Royal Ghost down, throw the Bandit down, throw the Miner down, and just hope and pray. You're going to have to defend with the Electro Dragon, the Ice Wizard, the Tornado. You know, maybe get some chip damage in with the Miner, use that to control pumps, things like that. Get them to play a troop. Once they play a troop, you just defend. If they play a ground troop, that is your cue to drop either the Royal Ghost or the Bandit. Typically, decks won't have many answers for both of those if you play them at separate times. Mm -hmm. So you shouldn't hesitate to send them down opposite lanes. If your opponent drops a ground troop to protect the Royal Ghost lane, then take advantage of that and just use the Bandit on the other side. Right. The beauty is that you've got the Ice Wizard, the Electro Dragon, and the Tornado. So no matter what you need... You've got defense. And it's 3.3, so you can cycle real fast. That is so true. The miner is what you're going to want to use to distract ground troops that they have near their tower. And what that does is it allows the Royal Ghost and or the Bandit to lock onto the tower if the ground troop winds up being behind the Princess Tower attacking the miner. Use the miner to your advantage. Pull troops away from their ability to being able to defend. And last but not least... The poison. The poison can be used offensively or defensively. It really just depends on the situation. If you have Tornado, Electro Dragon, and Ice Wizard, you probably don't need to use poison on defense. So you should really save it for offense unless you have a dire need on defense. This will help with chip damage with the miner. And like we said before, this deck is only 3.3 cost. So at some point, you can just switch to a minor chip poison deck. Um, cycle with your other cards and defend just so that, you know, your opponent can't build a huge push, control the side of the map that you need to, and just get some minor chip poison in and take the tower down. It's a great way to, to end an overtime game. This sounds like a really fun deck, honestly. It is a really fun deck. It's kind of hard to play. The the thing you'll struggle with the most against is beatdown style decks. And again, Mm -hmm. the key is being able to separate your ice wizard and your Electro Dragon in relation to the tower, using your Tornado at the right time to pull everything back, group them up, and just make sure that you're getting crazy good value out of the slows, stuns, and repositions. If you can do that, this deck is so frustrating to play against for your opponent. You control the map, you control the gameplay, you control the pace, and then you just minor chip damage in, control, bandit, royal ghost to get the heavy damage in, maybe one or two times. Game's over, dude. Yeah, this deck definitely seems more like a chess match than any other deck that we've talked about. Quick question, though. What do you use the Barbarian Barrel for? So two things. Well, three things. You can either use them to kill the Swarmy Troops like you normally would, or it's, I mean, it's only two costs, right? So you can use this thing just to create some sort of pressure. Mm-hmm. Maybe you throw this thing down at the bridge, and maybe they drop a Ground Troop. If they do drop a Ground Troop to defend the Barbarian Barrel, that opens your Royal Ghost or Bandit up. It's a perfect thing to be able to use that for. Now, the third thing, which is probably the most useful thing, is being able to get behind tanks and kill the support troops, like a Musketeer, Wizard, uh, Electro Wizard, things like that. I like it. I'm excited. It's a great deck. It takes some time to get used to, but be sure to give it a try and let us know how it works out. And we hope it helps you climb the ranks. Boom. Boom. All right, and this week we got three new patrons! Three new patrons! Huge shout out to Boshuda, Dan L., and Justin T. Guys, thank you so much for spending your hard-earned money to help Joe and I deliver fresh, fun, and family-friendly content to our listeners every episode. We truly, truly, truly appreciate it. 
Boom. Boom. And that's it, man. We are done. It's time to go wait for some turkey. And sleep. Sleep. Lots of sleep. Sleep is good. You tired? Oh, I'm tired. <laughs> I have my second win, though. I'm ready to go again. You ready to go again? Episode 74? Let's go. It's time to go. Nah, I'm tired. <laughs> All right. Well, if you would like to join our clans, make sure you join our Discord by going to castroyalepodcast.com slash Discord, and you can talk to us and other community members. That's right. And as always, if you'd like to reach out to us on Twitter, you can do so by using the handle at podcastroyale. Right. And as always, the number one way you can help us reach more people is to leave us an iTunes review. It will help us climb up the ranks. And if you're using any other podcast app, if there's a way to review, star, like, subscribe, thumb up, whatever it is that you have the ability to do, be sure to give it just that. Exactly. (laughs) Nailed it. And a huge shout out to clnsmedia.com for hosting our show on their site. If you're looking for the most recent episodes, you can find them there. And if you're looking to discover new podcasts, you can also find them there as well. And that's it, man. We're done. It's time to skedaddle. You ready? You're skedaddling. I'm bedazzling. Ooh, I like that. You're very sparkly over there. Whoa, what's that mean? It's a good thing. Is it like I'm shining? Like radiant. Yeah, you're radiant. I'm glistening. I'm glowing in happiness. You're like the sunshine. I'm like a ray of sun. (laughs) (laughs) That's Joe. Joe the ray of sun. Oh, man. How many more nicknames are you going to give me on this show? It's it's totally appropriate. Um, I'm ready for bed. Yeah. So again, reminder, no episode during Thanksgiving, but if you're in the United States, we hope everyone has a happy and healthy Thanksgiving. Eat a lot of turkey and stay safe. Joe, we're done. We will see everyone next time for another hodgepodge of everything. Hodgepodge of everything. Boom. Bye. Bye. Bye.